Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the first big match preview of the 22-23 season. My name is Louis Mendez. I hope you guys are well. I hope you had a wonderful uh, summer. Plenty, plenty to talk about ahead of the new Sky Bet League One season for the Addicts. Joining me to have these discussions. First up, it's Welshy Wallin, Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? All good, mate. Welcome back. Yeah, summered well. Uh, some would fine. Yeah, we've just been talking about the fact I don't recognise any of our players, and I thought it was just the new signings, but it turns out some of the players have actually been here for a season. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've summered without Charlton, which has been quite nice. Yeah. So, married yeah. man now, though. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you very much. I, 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 so you, uh, I assume you, that marriage has survived the summer. I haven't actually asked. Well, three months in and we're, we're doing all right. So, yeah, yeah, so far, so good. Give another few weeks in it, Nathan. Nathan Muller, how are you doing? Living the dream, boys. How's it going? How's the <laughs> yeah, little one, Is She play, playing for Charlton yeah. ladies yet? Yeah, no. Charlton she's, women. Uh, she's she's uh, she's all right. I reckon she I reckon she'd uh, give them a good run for their money when she gets a bit older. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's all right. Thanks. How was how's your summer been? No busy one. Yeah, you know, just getting by. You know, just counting down the days till um, it's, it seems like um, ages ago, really, since the uh, end of the season. But it's a little bit shorter. Yeah. But strangely feels longer than usual but um, well we've crammed yeah. a lot in haven't we and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on this evening's show we've got a packed show for you of course we're going to hear from well the new manager uh, Ben Garner uh, talk about his style of football talk about the signings that have come in and out talk about our striking uh, department we've also got a special treat for our first show back uh, Stephen Sessignon on loan from Fulham gave us an exclusive interview uh, purely for Charlton Live uh, yesterday so we're going to hear uh, from the Fulham loanee later on uh, in the show we've got your tweets and emails as well plenty to discuss I put the question out there uh, to you guys uh, will we be promotion candidates uh, this year so we've got your views to come uh, as well and of course we will look ahead uh, to Saturday's opener uh, up at Accrington Stanley big tough start for this uh, this new look uh, Charlton side so I mean let, let's dive straight into it because we have got a lot to fit in uh, so just just take your your minds back Tom to the last time we, we, we did a pod um, the day after your marriage when it, it still hadn't hit the rocks just yet um, we uh, we interviewed uh, Johnny Jackson at the player of the year dinner and we discussed how excited we were uh, for Jacko to get a summer to really have a go at what's going to happen and uh, spoke to Thomas Sangard, of course, at the uh, at the Player of the Year dinner as well. And, and we were talking about the plans for the summer. And forgot to mention one little bit. I know it slipped his mind on the night, but he did mention it a couple of days later. Uh, Jacko was uh, getting the old heave-ho. And uh, obviously, we've got Ben Garner now. But, I mean, this is our first show since then. A, a quick reaction to how you felt when Johnny was given the, the elbow? Uh, absolutely furious. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, as you say, obviously gone away for a few days after the wedding. Uh, listened to your show was, you know, looking forward to the summer break, but then Jacko having a chance to put his stamp on the squad. And that's what Thomas seemed to indicate he was going to do. That's what Jacko was looking forward to doing. And then I start getting those messages through from, from all of you lot telling us that he's gone. And 
Well, first I thought it was a joke, and then obviously it, it became official, and yeah, I genuinely couldn't believe it. It, it I was just it felt cowardly from from Thomas because he would have obviously known that decision earlier. Um, and then when the dust settled and I thought about it, I think the problem was he he never wanted Jacko as manager. He had no intention of ever having him as manager, but unfortunately for him, Jacko did such a good job in caretaker charge. He he had no choice. The fans put pressure on him and. And ultimately, he set him goals that he was never going to be able to achieve and then used that as an excuse to, to get rid of him. So, yeah, immediate thought was was anger. Obviously, things have changed a little bit now once you've had a chance to get your head around it and we've obviously got, got a new man in. But uh, at the time, I was absolutely raging. Mm, yeah, I mean, Johnny's moved on. Obviously, particularly at the start of the summer, there was all sorts going on, wasn't there? Obviously, the, the circumstances under which Connor Washington left and all sorts of rumours being put out by people, which... Yeah, you know, wasn't very classy if we're being honest. Um, you know, Connor Connor done nothing wrong, put it that way. Um, and and then quite a long wait for the for the manager as well. So it's been quite an an, an unruly summer, Nathan. You know, that, that's not even touching the sides of people being hired and fired behind the scenes as well. With what felt like a bit of chaos behind the scenes, but I, I guess. Most people will forgive that if we now put together a, a team that goes on to challenge, and, and we'll discuss whether that's going to be the case or not. But it, it was quite an uncomfortable summer for for quite a long spell of it, and and some would argue there's still a few question marks around a, a few bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, there'll be some. There'll always be questions, no matter what, really, unless you're you're going to be smashing the league and not losing the game. There's always going to be opinions and. Um, Grumbled somewhere along the line, but you know, yeah, with Tom, I was with Tom. I was surprised. I thought he was going to have a go, but you know what? Like he, Thomas has come in, and he he needed. I think the whole club needed a bit of a sweep. You know, a big clear out. Uh, that wasn't including Johnny. I've meant on the playing side, but Johnny and uh, obviously the the backroom staff have gone. And like you say, we've got a new like a new new manager in charge. And it's I'm seeing, you know, what I've seen so far, albeit friendlies. Um, I can see, you know, a, a transfer policy which you know some people aren't happy with. You're never going to please everyone, but the type of player we're bringing in, I can really see it fitting a system. And instead of last year, that you know, not Johnny's fault, but he had to put, you know, players out of position. And there were times where you know there was questions. You know, should he change formation and stop putting square pegs in round holes and stuff? But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I really am. And, and like you say, the proof will be in the pudding come the end of the season if the clean sweep and the new transfer and the, the new transfers coming in and a new identity as it were is going to work out so it's interesting I'm positive as always um, I know there's some people that ain't but live and let live and all that jazz but yeah I'm really looking forward to it struggled at first when Johnny left but yeah no, I'm looking forward to it mate mm, yeah I mean Johnny's certainly moved on he's, he's got his job at AFC Wimbledon wish him all the best I'm sure every Charlton fan does but uh, every Charlton fan also now will be concentrating on what we do so the new man's come in Ben Garner um, you know I, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that the overwhelming opinion at the time was actually quite underwhelmed is that fair to say you know there was other names being touted that were never really realistic if we're being honest the likes of Michael Bill who's ended up at um, at Queen's Park Rangers, who again, ironically, are coming to us in, in the cup in a couple of weeks. But um, now that he's got his feet under the table and people have heard what he has to say, I, I think I think people have warmed to him. He's very much unproven at this level. I guess that's fair, Tom. He had, he had a good season with Swindon last year, considering you know where he picked up the reins. Uh, he had a very difficult time at Bristol Rovers in this division. So I mean, he's got he has to make the step up, and that's that's a phrase we're going to be using a lot over the next hour. I think. 
Yeah, I think it's a sign of where we are realistically at this moment in time in the club's history. And, uh, you know, I always hope to be mentioning Johnny Williams this early on in the podcast, but because of where he was, I saw the odd Swindon game last season whenever they were on Sky or whatever, including the playoffs. And when he came in, obviously Thomas said all this stuff about the stats and the, the style of football. And it would be very easy to just say, you know, you don't want your owner getting involved. Why is our owner making those sorts of decisions? And and I felt a bit like that. But I also had some confidence that I knew that was the case because I'd seen Swindon play a few times. What we don't know and we still don't know is is how he can step up to that level, as you just said. But I think Nafe's already alluded to it in the friendlies. Um, and, and I've only been to one or two of them. But you can see the style of play is, is already... He, he's starting to instill that. And it's going to take some time, as Naif said, to, to fit those new players in and to get used to that brand of football. But it is a brand that serves Swindon very well. Obviously, they missed out ultimately on going up, but but they did play exciting football. They did score a lot of goals. They do move the ball nicely. And if he can implement that and he can get us doing the same, then you know it goes back to your first question, are we going to be a force this season? Obviously, that remains to be seen. But I think there's a good opportunity there. And ultimately, obviously, Thomas owns the club and he can decide what sort of style he wants to play and get a manager in there. But again, going back to what Nafe said, I think w- what we are seeing this summer is all of that strategy is a little bit more aligned. You know, as you said, lots has gone on behind the scenes in terms of, of people coming in and out and all of that sort of stuff. But the alignment with the owner, the manager and and the players he's bringing in is certainly there now. The question is, if we don't start like a house on fire, will Thomas persist with it? Because for me now, that's your, you've made your bed. You have to stick with that now. You have to trust Ben and trust his process. And as I say, I think already in pre-season, we've started to see early signs of that. But it is unproven at this level. So we've, we've got to see one, what he can do once we start playing the teams at our level. And, and it's going to be an interesting season. And hopefully on the pitch, I think that football is going to be a lot more entertaining. But ultimately, you know, as Charlton fans, we want to see us get promoted, I think, above everything else. So, um yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see how, how things start, for sure. Yeah, well, you've referenced, obviously, the, the style of football, and uh, certainly as home fans, I think we got a first glimpse of that when we played Swansea uh, last weekend in pre-season, a 2-1 defeat uh, in the end. But one quote that did get tongues wagging uh, after the game uh, was what Ben Garner had to say when I asked him uh, what he thought of uh, his style of football being put on show at the Valley for the first time. Yeah, I think so. There was uh, there's a couple of people shouting forward, forward behind me, and they might want to move seats because we will play with an identity. We will um, we will stick to our beliefs, and uh, it will come good. You know, if you get behind the players and uh, and support them because they need that, and uh, we want that bravery, we want that courage on the ball. Um, and you look at how much we created today against a really strong Championship team. Um, that's a really good sign moving forward. There we go. So, Mr. Garner calling for for patience from the from the fans, uh, telling the fans who were sat behind him in the in the preseason game who were calling for the ball to go forward that they they might want to move seats themselves because they they're going to very much stick to their guns. Um, you have to admire the, the confidence, I guess, Nathan, and the belief in his system uh, at a start. And again, it's whether this translates into something that will be effective in League One. And that, that's going to be the big question. And that is sort of what Thomas Sangard has hung his hat on because he's decided what style of football he wants the club to play, brought in a manager that will fit that. And basically, it now comes down to Thomas as to whether he has got enough football knowledge to pick the style of football that will work in League One. Yeah, to be, to be fair, mate, I, I, I agree with Ben Garner. In a, in, apart from, you know, if someone else sits somewhere else, it isn't going to change what they're watching. But... Um, 
I agree. I think it needs patience. I see it in the car park, maybe, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah sit there and face the wall or whatever. But, um, I, you know, I agree. It takes time. And, you know, everyone's entitled to opinion and there's people that, uh, you know, sit near me and it's a constant, no matter who we have in charge or who's on the pitch, it's like, get it forward, get it forward. And, you know, that's an opinion and that's fine. But I think if, if, if we need to implement this style, then we need to stick with it. You know, you look at, I think last year we touched on look at teams that, you know, MK Dons and uh, what they're doing at the moment and where they've come from, Swansea, who we did play on the, you know, on the weekend. They don't just turn up and just one day go, oh, we're going to play this way. It takes years of, mm. of building that identity. But, and, but, um, but will, there, will there be that patience, Nathan, amongst no. the fan base? If, we, if, we're, if we're 12th in December again, will, will, yeah. there, be, will there be patience amongst No, them? there won't be. And, and Thomas? Course, no, well, Thomas, like Tom said, with Thomas, he's he's made his bed now, so he's got to try and stick at it. He can't, you, we can't just keep chopping and changing. Like last year, the the big thing for me was that we weren't, we didn't have a style. There, if 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 my, if my friend said to me, right, I had a Charlton play, I wouldn't be able to tell you. It would be your usual one. You'd have the Famwo the Famwo clip down the side, or you know, or it would just be clipped in spaces, and hopefully Stockley gets something and we pick up the pieces. Whereas. You're going to need time, and I know there there'll be games where we don't we probably be on top and don't win. But just because we've got this new identity that's coming through, which is still what a few weeks old, we can't just sit there and expect to pump teams five, six, seven nil. We don't have no divine right because we're Cholton. You've got some big teams, and we've got we got the you know Akrit and done the double over us last year because they wanted it more. So it's all right playing nice stuff and being patient, um, but we've got to have that togetherness as well. Um, and we do need to give the patience t- to Ben and the team. I, I don't think it will, you know, people, there will be grumbles and, you know, that's that's football and that's opinion. But as long as they get behind the team and ultimately, if you're winning games, it doesn't matter. How, to, to most, to some fans, it doesn't matter whether you play long ball or width or whatever. If you're winning games, everyone's happy. So I think that's the key and, and, a, and a good start is strong. But if we do have a slow start, like we did under Nigel, yeah, things could get a bit sticky, but I still think we've got to stick at it. Otherwise, we're just going to have this revolving door of managers and, and players, and, and it doesn't get us nowhere. So, I mean, before we dive into the, the state of the squad currently in terms of individuals and, and specific positions as well, Tom, where where are we overall? I'll, I'll, you know, I've, I've asked the listeners that, and we'll come to their answers as well, but are we, are we promotion candidates? Now, when we spoke to Thomas... Uh, at the end of of last season at the player of the year dinner you know he he re, he's reiterated that we we've got what a, you know, a budget like a top 3 budget so on paper that sets that sets your expectations if you're spending that sort of money you should be finishing above you know the likes of an Accrington Stanley that all of all of that so i mean that that sets your expectations but i mean the the only person who i've seen on all these other like sort of league-wide podcast that's predicted Charlton to do anything this season was one that thought that Harry Arter still played for us. He's the only one who said we might be an outside bet for the top six. From the outside looking in, you know, you're, you're not the top 20s or all, all your other, you know, your big podcasts. No no one's got us up there. No one. We're 12th. We're 12th according to pretty much everyone. Is, is that fair? It, it, I think it's a little unfair and, and I think we are going to surprise some people. Uh, and maybe that's just naivety. Maybe it's just the fact that I support the club. But I do think we're going to do better than that. I think budget usually does go a long way as well. Uh, and I think fans of this club certainly aren't going to accept that that we're not going to be, at the very least, a top six side. 
I think where I'm slightly concerned is for the past two or three years, and maybe even last time we were in League One, I used to go into pretty much every Thursday pod saying, you know, we we shouldn't fear any of the opposition and we should have an arrogance and a swagger about our play. I don't think that's the case this year. I think when you look down the list of teams that are in this division now, it's not necessarily that it's a harder league, but I think there's a, a lot more teams at the same level towards the top end of that division. And I'm not sure we're in that very top bracket this season. I think there's a a spine of the team there. I mean, as I say, we're going to get into to specific players, but I think that midfield is very, very well stocked. And we've got probably, possibly some of the best midfielders in the league in, in that position. I do think up top we're still light. Um, and we've obviously strengthened defence, but there's been a bit of change around there. So it's... There's nothing to prove that we're we're going to be a force this season yet. And, and I think we're going to have to wait and see how we bed in and how the style of football fits in. I'm not as confident as I have been in recent years. But having said all that, I definitely think at the very least we should be aiming for a, a top six. And as I say, with the budget that Thomas has talked about, I think top six is the least the fans should expect as well. So uh, we are going to have to surprise a few people, but I think we we potentially can do. Mm, it, it, it will be interesting to see, like in, in terms of that budget, if um, if we we certainly land in that top three, because uh, you know at, at the same time as <laughs> as the, uh, the Thomas having that sort of stuff to say, if it, it feel I don't know, it feels like we've gone, you know, we we've spent money in previous transfer windows, and that doesn't necessarily mean that because we haven't done it here, we haven't got some good players. In. We've certainly gone for players that in some cases have come from the league below. That again, it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad, but in some cases there'll certainly be a gamble. So I think it's fair to say in some cases you're asking players to compete at a level higher than than they have have done before as well, which again, Ben Garner has to have the the confidence in those players that they will. Um, I mean, let's go through let's go through some of the individual uh, players that have arrived then, and this is in no particular order. I've written them down. I can't remember if this is in the order they turned up, but Mandela Egbo, one of the first. Um, you know, unfortunately he's he's gone on to have a bit of a knock now, uh, picked up in pre-season. Um, Nathan, but obviously well well known by Garner, had him in the second half of last year at, at Swindon, uh, had him uh, with with Garner at the Palace Youth Ranks as well. Has played abroad, you know, um, Borussia Mönchengladbach second eleven, uh, New York Red Bulls mainly in the second eleven. I think a couple of appearances for the first team as well. So again, I mean, you could argue this is a player who has to prove himself at League One level because he's he's played abroad and in the second teams and he, and he's played in the UK in. Uh, in League Two, so straight away it's off the bat. It's a gamble, but one that yeah, I think people feel confident he could make the step up. I don't know. I ain't seen him play yet. Yeah, exactly. I think I think if we are back to last season, a lot of people I was talking to were banging on the drum of "Ah, oh, we need hungry players. We need to stop getting these journeymen." And st-. and I agree. And they've got to have a chance somewhere, haven't they? With Egbo, you know, a good attacking fullback. Yeah, he's unproven at this level. 1 million percent but unless he gets a chance to prove himself at that level he's just going to always stay in League 2 and I'd rather take an Egbo instead of getting imagine if we've got Matthews back on him for another year do you know what I mean would everyone be happier then because he's more established like do you know what I mean so I'm happy with um, Egbo I thought it was something we needed he's got that athleticism um, I think more than well Gunter and Matthews had um, and you know who knows it might free obviously Sean Clare's playing in there he's got injured but it could have freed Clare up to play a bit more century like he prefers but I'm happy with that um, and I'm happy mm. with all the signings and I don't think a fee dictates any sort of standard of player I mean if we signed yeah. if we signed Egbo for 15 million would that be different like 
It'd be a statement. <laughs> it would suggest we've we've got more money than sense, I guess, if you spend fifteen million pounds on a player who probably isn't worth it. Right. Um, Joe Wallacott's coming in goal. I mean, uh, number one shirt been given to him, Tom. I mean, I've I've got no qualms with that. The only thing I would say, I mean, it was clear on on Twitter last night when um, when, when uh, Craig McGovery was liking a few tweets suggesting that he'd been unfairly treated. Um, you could see he was upset, and I, I did wonder if the the fairer way to do it might have been well, look not to publicly embarrass Craig, leave him in the number one shirt, but let Joe Wallacott start games. But I guess it probably makes very little difference when when we get to Accrington and Wallacott starts. But yeah, it made some cracking saves against Swansea last weekend. Yeah, those those three that the the club put out, obviously in particular, but. Yeah, another one that obviously, as I say, saw a little bit of last year, but I'm not going to claim to be an expert on. But I don't remember the last time that we had a keeper that didn't split opinion. You know, I'm sure every player does, but keepers in particular, you know, there's always something with the keepers that people don't like. And McGivery was no different there. I think probably, as you say, slightly hard done by to just lose the, the number one shirt. But, you know, it's his now to, to try and fight, if he does end up staying, him to try and fight back and win that back. Um Again, it's somebody that Garner has worked with and, and obviously trusts. I know he's good with his feet and, and good at playing out from the back, which is obviously a hallmark of what Garner wants to do. Um, I have my own opinion of a, a League One club choosing to play that way, but look, that's the, the style Garner has. It worked okay at Swindon. So, yeah, if he trusts him, then uh, then he's got that ability. He's obviously number one for his, his country as well, uh, and I don't know whether that might affect... Uh, you know how often he can he can play. You know if he goes off on international duty, and Craig is still here, then he's got chances to w- to win the shirt back. Unless of course he's called up as well. So mm. yeah, it, it's a good quality to bring in. It gives some healthy competition. But yeah, I I saw the McGivery likes as well, and you can understand him being a bit put out by that. Mm, yeah, um, Owen O'Connell signed from Rochdale. I um, mean, this is a player that a lot of fans seem to have been excited about. Again, you know, it's pre-season. We ain't seen enough of him yet. Um, uh, certainly a player who will have to play at a higher level than what he's been used to. I know he started off at Celtic, but in terms of uh, League One, he's been relegated twice from League One with Rochdale, with Berry. Uh, other than that, he's always finished around 17th in his other League One season. So it's a transition for him, Nave, to go from lower end League One to a team that's expecting to push for upper end League One, especially when he's sort of been uh, touted as the ball playing defender who was going to start the way we, you know, we the way we want to see it again. I and mean, he was one of the ones who give a loose pass against Swansea, but you, you can't read too much in it, into it just yet, but certainly going to be a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, there will be. I think especially, obviously, being vice-captain now, he's obviously a sense of responsibility, um, but obviously he's been leaders at other clubs, and like you say, he's a good... Obviously, I'm not seeing him too much. I remember seeing him um, when he's playing at Rochdale and stuff, and he's a, he's a good player. And I, For me, but again, this is my own personal view of how the game should be played, I'd rather him trying that pass than just clip it aimlessly. You know, like but are we good, I mean, are we good enough? Are, are we going to be good enough to play that? You don't see many many teams at this level play that. I think MK sort of an out, outlier last year. Are, are we going to be good enough to do it? Well, I mean, proof's going to be in the pudding. But I remember when we played MK at home just after COVID, and they had Richard Keogh doing it. So, and I don't think Richard Keogh's Richard Keogh's. Yeah, if he can do it, then anyone can well, bloody do it. Mate, Jesus, I think, <laughs> I, think I, I could do it. You know, I, I just think if you've got the right players around you, and it's it's all about positional play. If you if you if you if you're in good positions, which he's used to doing, I, you know, for, for me, it's interesting going to see Innis. That's what I'm more interested in. How is Innis going to cope playing that way? So, because I think find him quite erratic at, at times, but I know he's a good defender. So, I, I, you know, it's the proof's going to be a put in the pudding if we can do it. 
Um, but I'd rather us try and do it than just con- consistently give balls away by long aimless balls. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, um, uh, Stephen Session, we'll talk about him a bit more as we're on loan from Fulham because we've got our exclusive interview uh, with him coming up. Conor McGrandles uh, and Jack Payne, players now who have been proven at this level. If Payne's even played in Championship, he played the, the majority of the season with Huddersfield that went up and uh, obviously Payne, another one that um, Garner knows very well. I mean, do, do you read too much into the fact that we've done quite a lot of business uh, with Swindon? It'd be obviously, a, a fun joke throughout the, uh, the summer about how we're signing all those players and the club put out that hilarious video uh, that everyone seemed to like. Ali Maxwell getting involved with who's, who else has seen this filth getting in with the uh, uh, the, the office comments. But um, yeah, read too much into that, Tom. We've we, we've done a lot of shopping in, in one supermarket. No, not at all. Uh, again, to quote Brent, a good idea is a good idea forever. So I, I think if, <laughs> if the good idea has worked for Swindon, then, you know, Ben Garner trusts those players, bring them here and, and try it again. And, and yes, the level is a step higher, so I get it's not a carbon copy, um, but I, I I think it's worth a try. And you know, we haven't raided every single player from that team. Um, we, we've taken some of the the best players, I would say. And obviously, McCurdy up front was was another one we obviously wanted, and and who knows what will happen with that. But you know, Jack Payne, an exciting player, and and McGrandall's coming in, obviously not directly from Swindon, but. Again, just a player that I've seen. I think it was Lincoln last year. He was at. He, you know, he's got the ability to, to you know, mix it up with some of the big clubs in this division. So, as I said earlier, the midfield in particular well stocked. But no, I don't read too much into that. You know, he trusts those players. And going back to a point Nath was talking about earlier with the you know playing out from the back as well as the positional players having that confidence to do it. You know, if you've got confidence that if you do make a mistake like at the weekend your manager's going to say, look, don't worry about it. I'll take the heat because I've told you to play that way. That's going to breed confidence in the squad. And if he's got players that already trust him, he's kind of halfway there with that. So, yes, they need to prove themselves at this level. But I think it's we've done some shrewd business this year already. And I don't read into the fact that a lot of them have come from his old club at all. Lovely stuff. Right now, of course, uh, when we've talked about areas uh, of the squad where we feel we may still uh, be a little bit light. I know uh, left-back has been a, a position that people have been talking about. Um, certainly one that has been uh, on, on the uh, the lips of uh, many a Charlton fan is the strikers. Now, the, obviously, the, the one thing to note is that we've, we're playing a 4-3-3 this year, so um, that tends to mean the one out-and-out striker. So Stockley, uh, you'd assume, be starting at Accrington on Saturday. Although, again, he he, he was dropped by Nigel Atkins playing in a 4-3-3 last year. So in the clip we're about to hear, Ben Garner, I do ask him uh, if he feels Stockley will suit this style. But obviously then you've got Chucks and EK behind him, who's, you know, last we heard is, is carrying a bit of a calf knock. We don't know if he's going to be ready uh, for Accrington or not just uh, as of yet. Uh, and then behind him, you've got Miles Lieburn. So potentially you've got a striker in Stockley, uh, who, if it isn't working for him, then you're relying on a player like an EK who can be injured, and then all of a sudden you're down to the, what, the 17, 18-year-olds. So uh, potentially a concern for fans. So I did ask Ben Garner uh, on Saturday after that game uh, against Swansea if uh, Chucks and EK's knock is sharpening the mind about any further recruitment in that area. Yeah, we're still looking to strengthen without doubt. Um, as I say, first port of call, hopefully that isn't serious with, with Chucks. Um, you know he's got fantastic ability, and on his day can you know can score goals against anyone in his division and create goals. So, um, but we need to get him into a place physically where he can do that and impact games. Um, and in terms of recruitment, in terms of the squad, we're, we're working hard. You know, we're working hard behind the scenes in terms of getting the players in that we feel will strengthen us further. 
Um, and alongside that, we've probably got to balance the books a little bit as well. So that will be ongoing until the window closes. Hopefully, we will get that done before before the last day of the window in advance. Um, but we, we'll keep going until we do get it where we want it. More outgoings needed before incoming, then? Not necessarily before, but I think we do need to balance the squad a little bit. Um, and obviously you've got the, the financial fair play, the SCMP, etc. So we need to make sure that we're within those criteria and I need to make sure I'm within the budget that I've been set. So, um, yeah, we need to uh, obviously look at that. It's not a case of go and sign who you want and get players in. It needs to be within the budget that's set by the club. How well do you think Jaden is um, sort of fitting into this this front three? Obviously, we, we played the front three at the start of last season. It didn't work exactly for him. I know it's a different type of football this time, but do you think he's still sort of suited to that role? Uh, yeah, I do. I feel today he that's by far and away, I think, the best he's looked in pre-season. He looked fitter, he looked sharper. Um, for his link-up play and some of his uh, ability to bring others into the game was fantastic today. He's really brought into the approach in terms of how we're going to play without the ball and being a lot more aggressive. And he's fantastic around the place. He really is. He's been not a surprise, but um, a real bonus in terms of his character, his leadership, um, the way he is in the dressing room. Uh, I've been really, really impressed with him since day one. There we go. So Ben Garner there talking about, I mean, obviously we're always looking to strengthen, he said. Um, it had been said earlier on in pre-season that strikers certainly aren't a priority. And we have seen the emergence of Miles Lieber and Nath, but I mean do you fear for us in that in, in that position? Uh, I find it a tricky one personally. I think you know, like you say, if a massive if a Nikkei stays fit, right? So let's say let's let's assume a Nikkei stays fit for the rest of the year and we've got Stockers and we've got a Nikkei and we've got Lieber for little cameos, if that's the case, then okay, maybe. The problem we're going to have is if we do get someone in, whether it be that a, a perm or a loan or whatever, and they're by some miracle, Stockley and Chuck stay fit the whole season, you're paying a lot of money, I would imagine, for the sort of pack because we're not going to go out for a backup striker, are we? We're going to want to go who can lead the line if they, if they don't, you know, if they're injured or whatever. That's not going to be cheap. So if we do that and then they all stay fit and then we've got three on the books, it's going to be quite a lot of it's hemorrhaging money, isn't it? But then at the same time, we know Anike's fitness sort of issues, and obviously now, Stockers, if he goes out of form or he, you know, he's aggressive if he gets sent off or he gets booked or he's injured, you then can't just rely on Miles. So I think it's such a difficult balance. Um, but I, in, in my opinion, I think if, if we're going to make a fist of it this year, I think I think we'll have to bite the bullet and get someone else in. I don't. I, I can't see it happening personally, unless we get someone in as a loan who can play out wide and centrally. But um, it's it's a risky one and it's a hard one because either way, something's going to screw you over. And I think it might. I think in my opinion, Thomas might be thinking, well, I don't want to just spend all the money and the wages on a really good striker at this level for them never to play, or. You know, and I'm just paying out dead money. So I think it's a difficult one up front, but I can understand the concerns in terms of the fitness and, you know, suspense of that for sure. Yeah. What about concerns about Jaden Stockley? I think a few fans were, were bringing that up at the uh, the Swansea game last week. And as I mentioned, you know, he was dropped by Nigel Atkins when we played a 4-3-3. Now, as I said to Ben, I'm guessing this is going to be, despite being a similar formation, a different type of football. Um Will, will Jaden fit into that? Is is there enough goals in our side? You know, we we certainly need the midfielders to to pick up as well. But you know, Ben, ben has thrown his weight behind Jaden. He's given him the captain's armband again this afternoon, Tom. So are you comfortable with Jaden in that four for three? Did 
under Nigel, I think he'd already had four league goals by the time Nigel got sacked. So four out of 13 games, at least two of which he didn't start. Not the worst record. He did better as part of the two with Connor Washington last season. But, you know, it's a concern that's been raised. So, I mean, we can talk about it. I'm more confident than I was when we started last season. Uh, I didn't like it when we re-signed him. And I said that before, you know, before the season started. And my concern was the, the style of play we were going to we were going to play and that it would be lumping it up to him. Um, obviously, we know we're not playing that style now. And I think Jaden has shown through the back end of last season in particular that he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet and stuff as well. I think the style lends itself to him dropping deep, collecting the ball, giving it out to the wingers. So my concern isn't that Jaden can't play there. It's, as you just said, the midfield goals. I think we could probably count on one hand the, the goals that midfielders got between them last season. And so we need more of that. We need the wide players to be contributing more as well. Uh, I don't know if DJ scored many last season. Obviously, Kirk was out on loan and, and Corey came in and impressed towards the second half of last season in particular, but again, didn't get a whole hat full of goals. Obviously, with the likes of them and, and Payne coming in and the midfielders, they need to be getting forward. They need to be getting around Jaden with this style of play. Uh, and then I, I don't have too many concerns. You know, if we're getting three or four midfielders getting towards double figures, you know, sevens, eights, nines goals for the season. Uh, you've got a couple of wide men doing that as well. Jaden himself can go about his business. He's probably going to get 10 or so, even just from set pieces throughout the season, given who he is and, and the style of play. Then you look at the, the total goal tally and it adds up. But I, I think that midfield is key uh, and the style of play and, and getting those players forward into that attacking third is essential. Uh, and if so, then... I haven't got concerns about him playing there. I do echo the concerns of Naif that we need somebody behind him because him and Anike have proven that they are a, a risk injury-wise. Mm, yeah, and uh, yeah, you especially need goals from the midfield, which hasn't been our forte uh, over the last few years. Jack Payne uh, announced by the club as a goal-scoring midfielder, got 13, uh, I think it was, league goals for Swindon last year. The year before, he only got four. So we need we need a last year and not the year before, really. Uh, and we need that from a few more of our sides. Right, I did promise you at the very top of the show, we've got an exclusive interview uh, with one of our new signings, Stephen Sessignon, uh, brother of Ryan. Don't get the two uh, confused, as I'm sure I will do many, many times uh, throughout the season. Um, he signed on loan uh, from Fulham, spent the second half of last year uh, on loan uh, with Plymouth, where he had decent reviews, but in the end, he did only start six games. He had to wait his turn uh, with Joe Edwards ahead of him in the pecking order at home parks. Pre- previously had a loan spell at Bristol City uh, as well as playing uh, a few championship games uh, for Fulham. So it's a big season for him. He really needs to go out and uh, make a name for him himself, maybe get 30, 40 games uh, under his belt uh, in this addict side. So I spoke to him uh, yesterday. He was at the training ground. I was at home. I asked him how he settled in uh, down at Sparrows Lane. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I've obviously started my pre-season a little later than, than the club. So they've run me in and looked after me well. Uh, managed me uh, very well and uh, since then I've been picking up fitness and uh, obviously met the boys and yeah, fit right in so you know, I couldn't ask for a better welcome really. Yeah, and, and how do you feel you are fitness now? Do you feel you're ready to, to go into this? Obviously it's what, quite, a, quite a, a long slog of a season. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the last game against Sunzi at the stadium was a good um, little game just before the season starts, especially it being at the stadium. I think it was important, you know, to meet the fans and, and feel uh, part of the club. So, now I'm ready to go. Mm. So, I mean, tell, tell us about how you, you moved to Charlton came about. Obviously, you've had um, loans away from, from Fulham over the last couple of years, including the, the one at Plymouth last year. What was it about Charlton that, that looked like a, a good option for you this season? Mm-hmm. Um, I was speaking to the manager uh, 
Um, the way he wanted to play and the way he's, he thought I would fit into the squad um, was a was an important part. Um, so, and and the opportunities of games I would have got here uh, playing in a good team that plays good football. So it was, it was a pretty straightforward decision for me. Um, the amount of games I could play with all these good players um, uh, and especially trying to uh, push for promotion was important. So um, everything here was set up nicely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the style of football has been something that the, the club have certainly spoken about a lot, in, including the manager yourself. And obviously, you weren't here last year, so you don't know the, the sort of changes that have need to be made. But in, in terms of the manager sort of uh, putting across his own philosophy to the squad, do you feel like it's something that, that everyone's on board with now? Yeah, well, I think it's starting to click um, a lot more than when I first come. Um, and you could see in a game against Swansea, we did some some very nice bits. Um so I think, yeah, come season, start of the season, I think we should be raring to go. I mean, did you have a lot of options elsewhere other than Charlton as well that, that you had to pick pick from? Yeah, without saying, I had a few options in League One and a championship. But I thought uh, for my time and at what age I am now and um, where I'm at in my career, I think it was a good decision for me to come to Charlton. Um, and I'm happy I, I decided to come here. Yeah, I mean, is it? I'm guessing this is the sort of stage of your career where you're now thinking, right? I need to really get 40 games under my belt. I think I spoke to Albie a couple of weeks ago, and he said something very similar. When you're when you're this age, you want to start getting full seasons to show what you can really do. Yeah, for sure. Um, appearances are important. Um, so racking up appearances in a good league like like this one in a good team, hopefully pushing promotion come into the season is very good um, for yourself, and obviously it helps out the club as well. Um, so. Yeah, it was a good understanding between me and the club, so I thought it was a it was a very good decision for me to come in. Yeah, and and in terms of um, I, I guess your career as well, this is a season where you you really need it to to take off. Obviously, I think you signed you signed another year with with Fulham, but you, you want to be in a position at the end of this year where you're obviously an attractive prospect either to Fulham or to us or to, to someone. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think um, everyone in football understands the position I'm in, and someone would know someone that's been in my position where I'm in my last year and. Um, I think it's important I play a whole season of games um, and get appearances under my under my belt playing well. And it, it should put me in a good position come end of the season. Mm. So what, what, what did you learn about League One last season? Obviously, when, when you were with Plymouth, you had to wait wait your turn because, you know, Joe Edwards, a very good player at this level was, as well, was was when the captain at Plymouth. So you had to wait for him uh, to, you know, to, to get your turn in the team. But what, what did you learn about the division in, in, that, in that spell you did have at Home Park? I think it was a very... It opened my eyes, really. Um, of course, coming up in a championship, there are a lot of good ball-playing teams. And you come to League One, I wouldn't expect the same, but there are some very good teams who pass the ball very well. Um, and I think even this year, I think it's gone up to another level in terms of uh, quality of players uh, in this league. And now teams are starting to really put together you know, a strong team. So I'll, I'll be honest, in my opinion, I think it's as strong as it can get. Um, in, a, in recent years, I think it's, it's as strong as it's ever been. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of the style of football, again, I guess we spoke about that. I mean, particularly on Saturday up at Accrington, that's going to be a real test for it because um, I did look, I don't think you played Accrington yourself last season, but I'm, I'm sure you're aware that they they would operate in a slightly different way to the way that I think Charlton are planning on playing this season. So it, it will be interesting to see which style can come out on top in a, in a division like League One, where there's, there's teams like Accrington and others who will be very smart with the way that they try and counter what we want to do. Yeah, I think, I think um, of course, everyone has their own way of playing. And I think you've got to respect um, whatever way a team plays, whether it's how we want to play gear down and pass out from the back or 
teams that want to come early and aggressive like uh, Akerton. I think you just got to be able to deal with it. Um, I think the worst thing you could do for, especially us, that we can do first game of the season is expect to go there and, and it'd be nice. Um, first game of the season, there's emotions are high. Everyone's ready, raring to go. Um, so I think we've got to be able to deal with whatever they bring. And then uh, from that, play our game when we can. Yeah, I guess there's an element of being brave as well to try and stick to what the manager asks of you and not, and not get sucked into a, a way of playing that, that perhaps we don't want to be involved with. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I think we've got to first manage how they play, defend well, deal with all the, the aggressive press and, and the long balls that come in, pick up seconds, and then when we can play our game, get down and pass. Um, and I'm more than confident uh, if we can get it right, we should be able to, to dominate the game. So um, in terms of your position in the Charlton side, which which, which place do you see you playing? So I know you can play on either side of the defence. On Saturday, I thought, obviously, it's extremely early days yet, but there's a couple of times where you linked up quite quite nicely with Corey. So do, do you see yourself being versatile or, or do you think you're, you're more than likely to start left or right? Or I think or I think throughout the season, um, you could see me on both left and right. Um, but we have four very strong fullbacks. Uh, uh, Ness that can play there also. Uh, so, like, you never know where I can end up. But, like I said, uh, I'm happy to play wherever is needed, and whether it's left or right. And, like I said, we've got good wingers in a team, so I'm sure I'll be able to have a good connection with either of them on either yeah. side. Do you, have, do you have a personal preference? In terms of what position? Yeah. Uh, not really, no. No, no, no preference. I'm happy to play wherever. Excellent. Um, so... You know, we're looking ahead to this Accrington game. How how important is it that we get off to a positive start, whether that's, you know, ideally three points, at least a, a good performance and, and not losing, I guess? I've, I've, to be fair, I've gone uh, coming through Fulham. I've seen them lose many games up until December and then they've gone on a, a ridiculous run and get promoted from January to the end of the season. Um, so leagues aren't won in the first game of the season, but I understand how important it is for this club. People speak about uh, if Charlton get off to a good start, how big it can be for the fans and at home and things like that. So I understand how important it is. And of course, we'll go try to fight for the three points. But whatever happens, there are still many games to go in the season. Uh, it's not all done and won on the first game. I mean, obviously, you've been in and around a Fulham club that, that's been promoted quite a few times in, in recent years. And do you feel there's like a, a similar philosophy amongst the players here, that, that sort of mentality that's needed to make a push for promotion? For sure. I think I'm very, I was very impressed um, since the beginning I came here, how much um, these boys push on and do things properly. No one talks about uh, the running or the sessions. We just get on with it. And I've got utmost respect to players who can do that. And with no complaint. So I'm sure whatever hard times we face in, in the season, I think we'll be able to, to uh, go at it uh, head on. Mm. Did you know much about Charlton before you joined? We, um, we were chatting the other day, me and my mates were saying about people you might know that, that would have, obviously, Scott Parker had, had a long time with the club. Mm -hmm. um, did you know a great mm -hmm. deal about Charlton before you joined? Uh, I wouldn't say about the club. Um, of course, I know Scott Parker, who played for Harry Arter, speaks very highly of the club. He says very good club. Um, could be a very could should be um, higher than where it is, um, but obviously, uh, unfortunately, it hasn't happened. But yeah, everyone I speak to about the club speaks very highly of it. Mm, excellent. And, and just finally, I guess this is probably a question you, you'll get sick of throughout your career because you, no one wants to be 
sort of uh, compared to anyone else. But obviously, you, you come from a footballing family, and 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 your brother Ryan has obviously made a a, a step forward at the moment. I guess a is that is that something you you can aim for, and b is that someone to get a lot of good advice from as well. Someone someone who's um, who's made that step forward already. Of course, there's a. I can use that as motivation and inspiration uh, to to look at what he's done. Um, I see I see no problem in why I can't learn things from him. Uh, I think it would be a waste for me not to ask questions and things like that. So yeah, of course. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Right, welcome back to Charlton Life. This is the big match preview, our first big match preview of the 22-23 campaign. Absolutely cannot wait uh, for the season to kick off at Accrington. Uh, a bit of a side note, I'm not going to be there. Of all the, of all the blooming days my brother could choose to get married, the first day of the league season, can you believe it? Last time I missed a, a league game on the first day for a wedding was six or seven years ago, and we won that one 2-0 against QPR. So I'm hoping uh, for a repeat. So uh, yeah, th- 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 I'm going to hopefully make sure that's the only game I miss uh, this season but Nathan you're going to be up there um, I'm mean, just quickly on Steven Session excited to see him potential n- n- needs to be as good as, as his brother really doesn't he I think if he was as good as his brother I think he'd be playing at a higher level but uh, do you know what like when we was linked with him it, it did raise eyebrows a little bit I thought well that's not a bad little signing no, I think it was a good um, good bit of business then I was a bit confused I was like well where are we going to get you know Session Egbo in the team and I know he can play on the left and he plays a little bit inverted we just knew about the injury curse that's how (laughs) yeah so um, yeah I'm really looking forward to him obviously I saw him at um, Sutton but obviously I think that was his first game I think his first 45 thought it was bright the first half against Swansea Um, and I think it's it's I think it's a good little sign in that. I really do. And be interesting to see how much he plays at left back or if he'll flip between the two. Um, if we'll play at the right back or and left back, depending if we get another left back in, which I'm hoping we are. That's another story. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think he's got some good attributes. He's athletic. I, I, like, the, I like how our, all of our full-backs now are really 
they can offer something going forward. You know, Claire, Egbo, Sessegnon, um, give us that little bit of dynamism, really, getting up and down. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him play and hopefully he can stay fit. I know we have trouble with that at Charlton, but yeah, hopefully he can bring a lot to the table because I'm expecting quite good things from him. Lovely stuff. Right, well, let's have a look at some of the uh, correspondence that's come in uh, to our email inbox and our Twitter page. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at charltonlive if you want to have your say on Sunday show. Obviously, uh, especially those of you who will be travelling up to the Wham Stadium, um, give us your thoughts on whatever happens against Atkinson uh, on the opening day. Uh, so I put it out there this afternoon. I wanted to know uh, how you guys are feeling ahead of the uh, the uh, opening game of the season and if you think that we will be uh, promotion candidates. Well, first of all, Dominic Richardson emailed in the week saying, looking forward to the first instalment of Charlton Live. Please make sure to congratulate Swindon Town on becoming the first squad and manager in English league football history to get promoted without finishing in the top three or winning playoffs. Have a good one. That's from Dom. Yeah, well, they have they have got promoted on the sly, haven't they? Just uh, bit by bit. They're brick by brick. They're, they're going up into League One and, and just changing the name of the team. So there we go. Right, so Danny, are we anywhere near promotion candidates? He says we are nowhere near uh, promotion candidates, unfortunately. John says, I'm feeling nervous. I don't agree uh, with uh, the imposed by the owner tactics. We'll see uh, what we shall see. Uh, George said, I think the business has been very good uh, and under the radar so far. Many people doubted Garner from the day he arrived, but it's been plain sailing so far. Uh, fingers crossed for a good season. Love the pod, uh, boys. Keep it up. That's, uh, cheers for that, George. Sam says, going for bargain bin players on a free, uh, but players look decent regardless of not send, uh, spending uh, a single penny. Fair enough. Uh, to- Toon Addict says, I feel like Thomas yet again has overestimated our team in this division. Felt going into the window with all the time we had to prepare, we would be a bit more clinical. Feel like one big signing like a Wilkes and this team would be really up there. Very happy uh, with Garner though. Stefan uh, says, Charlton haven't got the uh, money to give Wilkes a week. Uh, we would have to, uh, uh, would love to have him, but we have to be in the real world. Uh, Oliver Wilson said, all aboard. Uh, Fred said, a mid-table position beckons, in my opinion. Uh, the inevitable injuries and lack of depth of squad uh, will hinder us. Uh, Billy says, as it stands, no, we aren't contenders. A quality striker and a left-back short still. And Nikkei and Innes are liabilities due to injury records. I was underwhelmed uh, with Ben Garner's appointment, uh, but time will tell if he can get us up. League One looks tough. I don't think uh, we've got enough. Mark just wants to see Bill get around in this season and said that'll be <laughs> that'll be what he wants. All right, Rob uh, says, uh, glad to see the podcast back. Hope you've had a good off-season. Yeah, cheers, uh, um, uh, cheers, Rob. Uh, the change in playing style will be extremely difficult to get quick-fire results, especially in League One. Personally, I'm predicting 6th to 10th this season. Uh, we all want to get out of League One, but uh, that's unre- that's uh, realistically, it's unlikely uh, as soon as possible. We've torn up the whole playing squad from things uh, starting again from scratch. This process will take time. I know that won't be music to many people's ears, but that's the situation we're in. In terms of signings, it's a case of wait and see. I'm looking at them with all with an open mind, including the players who were at the club last season. Excited to see and what we can do, however, very much trying to keep a level head, as we know how crazy League One is. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a fair point that Rob's made there, Thomas. We haven't really spoken about the sort of players who were here last year about, you know, other, other than Stockley. Like, I don't know, will, will an Alex Gilby fit into this team? Will a dialing Jaisimi fit into this scene when, they, when they've had underwhelming years last year? I think they can fit into it, but I and, also... And can th- Garner get the best out of them as well, you know, but, with his yeah. coaching pedigree? That's exactly what I was about to say. And I think they, they've got points to prove as well. You know, Jacko was saying it last season. Gilby's not scored enough goals, uh, for example. DJ, I think, probably we'd all agree, has underwhelmed pretty much since the day he came in. And we, we were excited about him coming in. So, 
Yeah, I think the the players that were here last season, I think, look, we joked about the fact that Dobson basically walked his way into the the player of the season. And, and the reason for that was how many people underwhelmed last year. I think all of those players are better than we saw. Charlie Kirk obviously had to go out on loan. was very disappointing, although I know he had kind of personal issues. Scott Fraser coming in. I know Nath was raving about him and, and didn't really show enough towards the end of the season, but albeit in, a, in an ailing team. And, and someone like Albie, you know, I, I, secretly or maybe even on the pod, I was saying I thought he'd be player of the season last year. Obviously, we had a very, very up and down season, but has featured a lot in pre-season and, and got rave reviews from that deep role he was playing the other day. So it is going to take a little while for this team to settle, to become what they are again. I know a lot of the players we brought in are on longer deals and we seem to say this for the last few summers but we just need a summer of stability we need a summer where we're not having to bring in half a squad I don't think this is that I think we have had to bring obviously players in but hopefully they can bond quickly they can bond in this new style and I don't think there's anybody that we've got in the team right now who isn't capable of doing it it's just how quickly they can adapt and and whether it's effective at this level Mm, right, Rich says optimistic, but feel the first six games are going to be big. Yeah, we've got a real tough start, not just with Accrington, obviously, uh, Sheffield Wednesday derby in and around those uh, opening fixtures as well. Hopefully, Ben Garner can hit the ground running and get some early momentum. Can't wait to be back at the Valley, and that's the same for us as well. Paul says, very much looking forward to being back at the Valley next week. Excited about the new signings, but I still feel uh, we need another striker. And finally, Derek says, I've got a horrible feeling that the start of our season will be the same as last year, and any hopes of promotion uh, will be over by October. So certainly a mixed bag there in terms of how we're feeling. Uh, before we preview Accrington then, in, in, in as few words as possible, where are we going to finish this, this season, Tom? Fifth. Right, that's very few words. That's exactly perfect, uh, Nathan. I think sixth. Yeah, all right. Well, you're certainly more optimistic than me. I'm, I'm sort of floating around tenth. So uh, I, I hope <laughs> beyond hope that I, that we're proven wrong, it. proven wrong. But you know, I'm uh, died in the wall, and uh, I've just been through through too much with this team, and <laughs> I don't feel we're ready yet. But we'll see, uh, and we'll certainly see with a difficult opening game. Uh, up at Accrington uh, on Saturday. So I spoke to Ben Garner and did ask him ahead of the game, um, ahead of the start of the season, does he feel that this is a Charlton side that are ready to challenge for promotion from the off? Yeah, we want to be as competitive as we can, as early as we can. You know, we're, we're understanding that this was a you know a team that finished 13th last season and um, we want to improve on that for sure. And we're, we're changing a big change in terms of how we play and how we're going about things. Um, but we want to start the season as strongly as we can and the earlier we can get momentum into our season, the better. Tough game, first one up. Uh, we'll be full of respect for Accrington. Um, you know, an established League One team now. Beat us in both games last season, something we want to put right. And John's done an incredible job there, he really has. We need to go there full of respect and admiration for what they do, but to win the game. And yep. that will be the case in every single game this season. Yeah, we have a, a horrible record against Accrington right. Stanley, particularly up there as well. So it is a, a real difficult place to go and start. Obviously, you've, you've been speaking a lot about trying to impose a new style of football. And I think if there was one ground I could pick in League One where I think it's very difficult to go and do that, I'd, I'd say it's Accrington because they play a, a very certain way. Is there, I guess, a, a way you have to make sure you stick to your principles or do you have to sort of be flexible when you go and take, play a team who might not play the same way we, we'd like them to? No, I think we. one thing for sure, you have to fight. We have to fight and run and work as hard as Accrington do next week. Otherwise, you've got no chance. But if we try and out-Accrington-Accrington, we're going to lose. 
you know, that's what they're good at. We need to play to our strengths, to our principles, and like every week, identify a way to win the game and then go and go and try and do so. Is it about being brave enough to impose your style on them oh, and then not, not panicking when they press you hard and, and yeah, use the physical aspects? Of course. You know, we have to be brave, we have to show courage, um, and we have to identify where the spaces are on the pitch to, to hurt them. Some really promising signs of that today. Some really good football. Um, you know, bravery and, and courage on the ball, but then um, that change of tempo through the pitch and speed. And, you know, we cut through Swansea numerous times, especially in that first half. Um, that's something that we'll be looking to do once we get into the season now. You mentioned obviously Atkinson's a tough start. It's, it's a tough opening month, really, the likes of, of Sheffield Wednesday and Derby as, as well as others as well. How important is it to, just to get off on the right footing? It's a tough league. You know, every game poses a challenge. It's a physically demanding league. Um, but our mindset is to go and try and win every game. You know, that's all we're looking at at the moment. We're not looking beyond Accrington. Um, we'll have a good week preparation now. We'll do a lot of work into them. You know, appreciate their strengths and uh, do our best to nullify them, but also impose ourselves. What are our strengths? What are our abilities to go and win the game? Um, and do so. If we can go and win at Accrington next week, it'd be a fantastic start for us. I guess a, as much as a good first month could set a statement, I guess a, a bad first month doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad season. I mean, do you think there may need to be a little bit of patience as, as Charlton trying to get used to a new style? Yeah, at times, you know, it's going to be, listen, it's not going to be perfect from day one by any stretch, but we've done an incredible amount of work in, in pre-season, both players and staff. Uh, I think we're in a good place to start the season now and we want to win games as quickly as we can, you know, without any shadow of a doubt. Um if we don't win the first game, we'll be win, looking to win the next. But at the moment, our pure focus is Accrington, three points. We're not going there to draw. We're going there to try and win the game. And that's what we will do each and every game away from home. It's a long old journey for those fans who are going to be up there for the first day. So it'd be great to send them home with something. Absolutely. You know, I, I really value any supporter that, that travels. You know, spending your hard-earned money to, to travel and support the team will always get my full respect and admiration. Um, and I will always show that at the end of the game, win, lose or draw. You know, uh, fans are the lifeblood of, the, of this game and we wouldn't be where we are with, without them. So um, from my point of view, I want us to give everything for them in every single minute of every game. And hopefully we can have lots of away games this season where they go home happy. There we go, Ben Garner looking ahead to the uh, the opening game Saturday then, Nathan. Uh, Lord knows how you're going to get there with these train strikes because I'm not going. I haven't really worked out what you've got to do, but I'm going to have the same problem for Sheffield Wednesday in a couple of weeks. But tough tough start and I've been saying it to anyone who listened this summer If I and I said it there to Ben if I could pick any game this season that I did I wouldn't have wanted us to start with while we're trying to flow a new style of football into our, in, into our performance I would have said Aquinton Stanley away because we always struggle up there always and this is going to be a real test on the opening day yeah it's going to be in, ter- in terms of the style of play it's going to be a test 100% because they ain't going to give you time um, they never do and they're a hard, a hard away fixture, probably one of the hardest, I would say, because they're very well drilled, they're well organised. Um, you know, they've lost a couple of players, they lost, they lost Sykes in the window and obviously Bishop, but it's always a tough game up there, mate. And it's it's going to be dark, but you, you're going to have to play them at some point, though, right? And I agree, it's probably not the f- if I if someone said, oh, you, you're going to be away, it wouldn't be the first one I'd pick, <laughs> put it that way. But it's going to be hard, and it, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a, you know, it's. If they're not going to get enough time, maybe it's time that the players are going to go, well, this is going to be one of the toughest games you're going to have. So if you if we come away with those three points and play well, maybe it could be a catalyst in saying, well, you could do it against these. You might be able to do it against the majority if you keep your mm. standards high. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's headaches, certainly, all around. Um, the fact we had those two pre-season friendlies last week, Tom. I mean, we're looking at the Swansea team and thinking, well, that's more like the team you'd expect to start. I wonder if Dobson will come back into that Swansea team, if that makes sense. He played against Welling on the Friday just because uh, I think McGrandles and Payne both got 45 minutes and they won't be ready to start games. I think it's probably fair to say because they're behind on pre-season. But uh, central defence, you know, we're playing a 4-3-3, so... Owen O'Connell, you'd assume, would start because he's been given the vice-captaincy role when he started last week, but as, as did Ryan Innes. So, for me, and I'm not totally against this. You know, I still said I've, I, I don't think it's been proven yet. Sam Lavelle looks a little bit further down the pecking order, and I, I, I think probably that's the right decision. Do you think that's how it should be? I could look very stupid if he starts on Saturday. I, I think that's how it will be. I think it'll be those two. But, yeah, I, I've not, I think, since he come in, been as down on Lavelle as you have, but... I don't think any of us have really seen enough of him to to tell again because he had that injury. But yeah, I think O'Connell coming in with with his experience, I think he'll be a, a good player uh, for us. And I think, as uh, Nave said, I think earlier with the vice captaincy, he seems to be someone that's going to be a regular starter. And I know Innes is a bit of a hothead and, and perhaps the ball playing might be more of an issue for him. But you look at some of the tackles he put in last year and and what he can do with that that aerial threat and just his presence on the pitch, I don't think that's a bad balance at all. Um, and then, as you say, you've got the likes of Lavelle and, and people like Ella, uh, Ella, Ella Railway as well. You know, we've got options there. Um, but I think, like you, I think largely it's going to be that team against Swansea. I think Garner's been quite clever and quite patient in how he's kind of built that, that first eleven up throughout pre-season to get to a point where he's happy. But... He said it himself, you know, people have still got points to prove and there are still shirts to play for. And I think that's going to be the same over these first few games, you know, whilst a few players are coming back from injury and whilst, you know, we start to test ourselves in actual competitive games. I think there'll be a little bit of chopping and changing over these first few until he finds a, a side that he's, he's settled with, really. Lovely stuff. Right, well, we've gone over time already. No surprise, really, on the first Charlton Live podcast of the season. This has been uh, the big match preview. Nathan, you're going to be up there at Accrington. As I said, I'm at my brother's wedding, so you're going to be filling me in on Sunday with the pod. How are you getting there? you walking? I don't know. I've got, I was going to check tomorrow because I've I've, I'm pretty sure they're fine. I'm pretty sure my trains are fine, but some trains are cancelled, I think. But I sent a DM to the old train company today, like old school, so... I'm sure they'll let me know by the time I check my phone before Old I go. Old school, yeah. Like, right, like, you know? like the DMs of your um, excellent Slide stuff. Well, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, <laughs> uh, those of you who are travelling, have a great day. Uh, look out for Nathan and for Lewis Cat after the game. We'll be asking for your uh, views from the fans bar. We'll be uh, re- reviving that feature on this year's pod. So uh, have a great day. Let's hope that we can get off uh, the Ghana era uh, with what would be a very big three points if we can do. Right, that's enough uh, for this evening. Thank you uh, to those of you who got involved on our first show back. It's great to be back. Great to speak to you too. Uh, Tom and Nafe, as always. Cheers, boys. An absolute bloody pleasure. I'm Louis Mendez. We'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Accrington. Fingers crossed it'll be three points. We'll see you later. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.